This episode is brought to you by Delta Airlines. One of the most underrated parts of a trip is that flight home. And that's why Delta Airlines tries to make you feel at home long before you even get there. Now, for somebody like me that's a homebody, feeling at home in the air is very valuable to me. And I love to curate that comfortable experience. And what I love about Delta is they have over a thousand hours of in-flight entertainment. They have Wi-Fi so I can do anything else that I want to do on my devices. They have great food and drink, and it just creates a positive end to my trip. They have fast, free Delta Sync Wi-Fi available for SkyMiles members, more than a thousand hours of in-flight entertainment, and they have premium food options and beverages like herbal teas, cold brew, sparkling wine, and more. All of the comforts that you'll find at home, you can find in a flight experience that feels made just for you. You may not be home yet, but Delta Airlines helps you feel a little bit more like it. Delta Airlines believes that you should feel at home, even if you're 30,000 feet above it. Learn more at Delta.com. You are listening to Blessed and Bossed Up, presented by Anchored Media, an entrepreneurship podcast for Christians all about how to make God the CEO of your business. Get ready to be inspired, challenged, but well-equipped to live and build your destiny His way. Hey guys, welcome to another episode of the Blessed and Bossed Up podcast. This episode is coming out a little later in the day because your girl's still tired, y'all. I'm not even gonna hold you. I'm still tired. Um, but not even just from Dallas. I think I've I've gotten my stuff together from Dallas. Um, but I went to a conference the last few days, and that just really had me. Um, what's the best way to describe it? just really focused. You know, it was a lot of great information shared. Um, you know, God's presence was just totally in that place and it was just amazing. And so I'm the type of person where my brain gets to a certain point where it's like, okay, I've reached capacity on what I could hold. Like I have to implement, execute, create a plan before I can get any more information in. Um, but yeah, so I'm just worn out, man, from all the things that God is doing and not only just from the events I've been going to, but just the way God has just been downloading things, showing me certain things, things that are just, what's the best way to say it? Things that are just phenomenal. I mean, I remember when I was in the event the other day, my husband came with me. I had like a whole row of people with me, but um, my husband came too. And this was actually the first event that we went to together. That was a business event. We usually just, um, it's for the most part, that part of my life has kind of been separate from my marriage. So now with like him being so involved in my business and then, um, God showing us things that we're supposed to do together. This is kind of a new territory for us. So it was really exciting to go to this event and he be with me and him having such a great experience himself and us being able to talk about what he got, what I got. And I, I remember and part of like praise and worship, I was just having so many visions, just seeing things. And then the things he was seeing was lining up with what I was seeing. And it was just like so amazing, but God has just really been really showing out and showing me so many different things as far as where I'm going. 
And it's mind blowing because a lot of the things that he's been showing me are not things that I would want to do for myself are not things that I'll be honest about one is just the way he's going to send me out into the nations and how everything that I'm doing is not going to just be national. It's going to be international. He's really going to be sending me out to all of these different countries and places. And I'm the type of person that'd be like, you know, I don't like long plane rides. My husband is Nigerian. So he, he's talking about going to visit Nigeria. And I'm like, bro, we got to stop in like London for a few days. Then maybe take the second half of the trip to Nigeria. But I'm not really trying to be sitting on no plane that long. Even if we do that, I still need to be in like first class. I need to be able to stretch my legs. I'm not really feeling the whole riding coach for 12 hours thing. So like, <laughs> I have all these stipulations because I just do not like long plane rides. I get antsy. I get bored. I'm not one of the people that can't sleep on a plane. Even if I stay up all night, I will literally have to take something. I think the only time I was able to sleep on a flight was we went to LA last year. It wasn't last year. Was it last year? I think it was last year. We went to LA for my birthday and I always wanted to go to LA around like all-star time. So we went for my birthday and um, we had a red eye on the way back to DC. That was the only time I slept on a plane and I slept the whole plane ride back home, but I'm usually up and just looking around like, okay, I know I watch all the movies on the plane. <laughs> like I can tell you all the movies you never heard of that is really good because I watched them on a plane. I just don't, I just, I don't know. It's just something about it. But, um, and it's not that I'm scared or anything. I'm just like bored, I guess is the way to say it. But, um, yeah, I remember God was showing me just all of these places he's going to send me to it. I'm like, God, you know, I don't even really be trying to be on a plane that long, man. Like I'm going to London. Shout out to everybody in London that listens to the show. I'm taking my husband to London for his birthday at the end of the year. And even that, I'm like, man, how long is this trip? How long are we about to be on this plane? Who are we flying? Like, what's the seats like? I ain't trying to fly this airline because they seats are small. Like, I was just doing the most because I just don't like to be uncomfortable and I don't like to be on long flights. But I was like, God, you sending me to all these countries. I'm going to need, like, uh, first class money for all these countries. Matter of fact, since I'm a dream bigger, can I get a private plane? So at least I could be in something that's mine, that's comfortable, it's clean. Like, this, this is how I'm talking to God as he's showing me all the places that he's going to send me. But, um, but yeah, that's just one of the things he was showing me. He was like, stop saying that you don't like long plane rides. Like, stop saying that because I'm going to send you places that's going to require that. And you just basically setting yourself up. So I told you guys that just to give you a prerequisite of where my mom was at versus what God has for me. So just listening to what he's, his plan is for my life is just like amazing because the, the more I'm obedient, the more I say yes, the farther I go based off of those yeses, the more he shows me. And it's always bigger. We talked about this in Dallas about how you, when you're in that waiting season, you think like, oh, if I could just get here, if I could just accomplish this, if I could just make this amount of money, if my podcast could just reach this amount of people, then somehow that that, that is going to get easier. And that's not the case. Like every level that you reach, God is still going to want more for you. And then there's going to be a process and a waiting season for that as well. It may look a little bit different than the one that you're in now, but it's still going to be a process Nonetheless, I know that there are some things 
that I haven't even talked about on a show as far as my journey is concerned that I've had to go through that I know that, that God is going to use for the glory, but that sound good. But when you in the midst of that stuff, it, it hurts. So, um, yeah, I say all that to say, I just, I'm just full, you know, at first I was kind of empty on the last episode. I told y'all and y'all could probably tell I was super tired, but, um, I told you how I was just poured out so much and left everything I had in Dallas. And now I'm just so full and I spent pretty much my whole day, like unpacking my brain and coming up with a system and a plan to move forward with the new information that I have and, and to apply things. And I'll get to, to the specifics of that later in the episode, but God has even been showing me things about my husband and what his business is because we're um, in talks of retiring him soon. You know, God told me maybe a year ago, like <laughs> he always told me the big stuff in the, in the seasons where it's like, what? But maybe a year ago, knee deep in my waiting season, Oh, maybe over a year ago. It was over a year ago. He told me that my husband wouldn't be working past a certain point. He told me the year. And I was like, what you mean he ain't going to be working past this year? Because uh, it ain't looking like that when I look at my bank account. You know what I mean? His job and, you know, this health insurance is good. Like, what you talking about? But um, God has just really just revealed to us that that time is coming soon. And not even just through to me, but through other people have been confirming that that time is coming soon. And so we've had to have very practical conversations about what does this look like for him to retire early? So you got to discuss how much money do we need to make? What type of lifestyle do we want to live? Um, how we what we going to do about health insurance? Just all of these real conversations. But it's just a blessing to even be able to sit down and talk about stuff like that. And it actually be real. Like this ain't last year when it was like. Um, this is really a conversation out of faith because ain't nothing adding up. This is something where it's like, oh, these numbers we writing down, I mean, these could easily be reached by in the next six months. So this is like serious. So, um, yeah, it's just been a lot on my mind that I have to just continue to trust God and continue to, um, be obedient and continue to zero into him. I told you guys how in Dallas, God was telling me, you know, when it came to the tour, okay, it's tunnel vision Tatum is me and you, you focus on me. Let's, you know, let's do this. And that's how I was like pacing the room before going in to give my sermon was like, okay, God, let's do this is me and you. And so now that's, that's kind of the space I have to stay in when it comes to my life at this point, I have to stay in the space of, okay, God is me and you. I got to zero in even more. I got to spend even more time. I got to read my Bible even more. I have to do these things even more because I'm not going to make it if I try to go to these places and go to these nations and things like that without God. So yeah, y'all, that's pretty much where my head is at right now. Um, A couple of church announcements before we get into today's episode. First, make sure you get your tickets to the Atlanta stop of the tour. Go to GodIsMyCEOTour.com to get your tickets. I told you guys last week that I had the message for it, but I didn't tell you what the message was. But I'm actually going to tell you because I'm really, really excited about it. The message for when is that? It's July 28th from 12 p.m. to 4 p.m. My message for that is when the waiting season is self-imposed. Say that again. On July 28th, we're going to be talking about, at least for my segment, we're going to be talking about when the waiting season is self-imposed. Let's pay a bill and I'm going to tell you a little bit about what I mean by that. 
This episode of the Blessed and Bossed Up podcast is brought to you by Stamps.com. Stamps.com brings all the amazing services of the U.S. Post Office right to your computer. Whether you're a small office sending invoices, an online seller shipping out products, or even a warehouse sending thousands of packages a day, Stamps.com can handle it all with ease. Simply use your computer to print official U.S. postage 24-7 for any letter, any package, any class of mail, anywhere you want to send it. Once your mail is ready, just hand it to your mail carrier or drop it off in a mailbox. It's that simple, you guys. I have a devotional coming out really, really soon, and I'm really excited to use stamps.com to get those orders out in a super simple and much more affordable way. Stamps.com eliminates trips to the post office and saves you money with the discounts that you can't even get at the post office. Right now, my listeners get a special offer that includes a four-week trial plus free postage and a digital scale without any long-term commitment. Just go to stamps.com, click the microphone at the top of the homepage, and type in blessed. That's stamps.com, enter blessed to start a four-week trial plus free postage and a digital scale. Let's get back to the show. We've spoken a lot about the weight. We had a full episode on the weight. Um, A lot of people, especially pastors, talk a lot about the wilderness season and all of these things, but... There's a difference between the season that God puts you in and the season that you put yourself in because we have free will to make decisions. And a lot of us have have prolonged our waiting season or remained in the wilderness longer than we needed to because of our decisions, because of the things that we've done in in the spaces that we have put ourselves in. So I'm really excited to break this down in Atlanta because I believe in Atlanta specifically, it's an area where it's a lot of hustle and bustle. It's a lot of entrepreneurship. Entrepreneurs, it's a lot of people who are trying to make things happen. And that hustler mentality is going to take you out of the pace of grace every single time. You trying to make it happen and outwork everybody and get things done is going to cause you to try to make things happen in your own strength. And that's going to be outside of the will of God. And so I'm really excited to break this down because a lot of people, when they talk about the wilderness season, Even they like to use Exodus. And this is why it's so important that you read and study your Bible, not just read your Bible, but you study your Bible and really understand what the word is talking about. A lot of people use Exodus and the people of Israel being in their wilderness season. But I, when I was reading it, I didn't realize that so many people leave out the part of that 40 years of wandering was their fault. It wasn't in God's will for them to be wandering for 40 years before entering into the promised land. They were supposed to enter into the promised land before they got to wandering. But it's because of their actions and their sins and the things that they were doing that God said, you know what? Y'all turn around and y'all going to wander around for 40 years. And then when this generation dies off, we're going to try it again with y'all kids. So that's a part where I'm like, oh, don't nobody talk about this. We always talk about the wilderness and all of that. Yeah, they went through a preparation season where they had to learn how to live in the land that they were promised. Yeah, they had to learn the laws and the rules and and how to do certain things, but they were set to take over. They were set to exit that season and enter into the land of milk and honey. And it was their actions that caused them to, to God, that caused God to make them turn around and wander for 40 years until they died off. So when we get to Atlanta, you need to get your tickets like yesterday. God is my CEO tour.com because I really want to break this down for you so that you don't be like the people of Israel wandering around for 40 years unnecessarily. 
So you don't miss your opportunity. Even Moses didn't get into the promised land because of, of his actions. So I, I really want to break this down for you, um, for anybody who feels like they're in a waiting season, anybody who feels like they should be farther along than they actually are. Get your tickets because we got work to do. But what else church announcements wise? Oh, yeah, we still have two seats left, y'all, for the Find Your Voice Academy retreat in December. So if you are interested in starting a podcast or you have a podcast and you aren't seeing the results or the income that you want to reach as far as listenership and, and profitability, then I highly suggest you go to the bbunetwork.com and um, browse around to see a little bit about what we do. You can download our information packet, but also shoot me an email. You could just send it to my, my main email address, Tatum at TatumTamia.com and just ask me for more information and I'll send everything over to you because um, I we got these two seats left and I know they're going to feel fast. So some of you guys didn't learn about the opportunity until late, until after we already did the open house and all of that. So shoot me an email. Um, and one of these two spots could be yours. Last thing, this isn't really an announcement, but just a little celebration before I get into the episode. My husband and I celebrated our anniversary, you guys. Yay. I don't feel like inserting no applause or anything right there, but we celebrated one year married. So as you guys know, our, our wedding was in January in Jamaica, but we actually got married July 5th of 2018. There are a bunch of reasons why we got married, um, but the bottom line of it is because we wanted to, and I didn't want to wait for other people to do something that I wanted to do. I was way more interested in the marriage than the wedding. I didn't want to have a wedding at all. Um, I wanted to just elope with myself and him in Jamaica or something like that. So we kind of compromised by having the, the destination wedding, but he's Nigerian and they not having that. They're having a wedding. So we definitely had to have a wedding, but, um, yeah, it was just really exciting when we got married last year, we just went to the courthouse and it was us, his dad and my mom and, um, in DC, you don't even need like an officiant. You kind of just sign the papers and go about your business. You could sign them anywhere, but the courthouse. So we went to like Capitol Grill, signed them and then dropped them joints back off. And we was married. <laughs> like it's super simple. Um, but I'm excited and just happy to complete a year of marriage because I just, I don't know. I just believe the last year has been pretty great and, um, very intentional, you know, and I don't like talking about relationships, Maybe one day God will push me in that direction. I really don't like talking about relationships because, I mean, I've been married for two seconds. A year is not that long. But um, I just I do believe that there is some benefits to a lot of the preparation that we did with like premarital counseling and having tough conversations about finances, about communication and all of these different things. And I'm just happy, you know, I'm happy to make it to a year and we spent our anniversary at this conference. And I think that's just the way our marriage has been thus far, just investing in it. And I was just excited to celebrate a year and we just going to have two anniversaries. We're going to have one where we celebrate the marriage and we're going to have one where we celebrate the wedding. So maybe we'll take a trip or something for the, the wedding anniversary. But for right now, I'm just excited to celebrate a year with my boo. And yeah, that's it for the little church announcements. Let's get into today's topic. This episode of the Blessed and Bossed Up podcast is brought to you by Third Love. I've always struggled to find a bra that fit me or one that was really of good quality. And even if I did, it would be more of like a grandma looking bra, but not something I could feel good and feel confident in. 
And honestly, I kind of just accepted in my mind that just that's just how it was going to be. But then I found third love. Instead of having to find a store to get measured, I just took Third Love's super easy fit finder quiz. And in 60 seconds, I was able to find a bra that fit my specific needs and my particular breast shape. I didn't even know that was a thing until I found Third Love. Third Love bras are hands down the most comfortable bra you will ever own. They're lightweight, super thin, memory foam cups. Can we just stop at memory foam cups for a second? They mold to your shape and are proprietary to Third Love. That means... Nobody else out here is going to have memory foam cups like Third Love. When I first wore my Third Love bras, they were so comfortable, I didn't even want to take them off after a long day. And not only were they comfortable, but they were cute. And my husband loved them. He's even like using offer code BBU in order to buy me more Third Love bras that he likes. So Third Love is a win in our household. They even have a 100% fit guarantee. Every customer has 60 days to wear it, wash it, and put it to the test. And if you don't love it, return it, and Third Love will wash it and donate it to a woman in need. Third Love knows there's a perfect bra for everyone. So they're offering listeners of this podcast 15% off your first order. Go to thirdlove.com slash BBU now to find your perfect fitting bra and get 15% off your first purchase. That's thirdlove.com slash BBU for 15% off today. Let's get back to the show. All right, the title of this week's episode is Create the Atmosphere and Execute. I wanted to talk about this because I've been to these different events. I've been able to be in different environments over the last couple of weeks and seeing how people act uh, at events. And then one of the things that I've really been praying for lately is the discernment of spirit. So Kristen and I pray together every morning at 5 a.m. We do it Monday through Friday. And um, one of the things that we did before we started praying was we read this book called The Discernment of Spirits by Norval Hayes. It's a really it's a really quick book, maybe like 48 pages. It took no time to finish it. But one of the things that we were trying to do as we grew deeper in our relationship with God and things like that was have better discerning of spirits. And there's a difference between discernment and discerning of spirits. So when you have discernment. A lot of people, it's when you see somebody and you're maybe able to be like, oh, something ain't right with them. So that's something that I've always said that I had was discernment. But I wanted to, as I grow, grew deeper in my relationship with God and, and walking in all of the gifts that I promised to me, I wanted to have the discerning of spirits. I wanted to be able to point something out, call it what it is so that I could either call it out or get away from it. I never want to be in a situation where my ignorance to certain spiritual things ultimately leads me into a path that I don't want to be on or ultimately leads me more vulnerable to the tricks of the enemy. We use the scripture all the time. The Bible says, be sober and vigilant. And for me, my thought process is a part of being sober and vigilant is me asking for God of the this, this gift of discerning the spirits, because then I'll be able to better approach certain things that happen in my life and better read situations with my spiritual lenses so that I won't I won't be out here trying to fight spiritual battles with natural weapons and so as we've been praying about this I've been discerning a lot of spirits it's funny because you pray pray for something and when you get it you try act like you don't have it right so you pray for the discerning the spirits but then once the spirit presents itself you want to act like it's not there no I'm not praying for this gift to 
not be out here using it. And so with this gift of discerning the spirits, I've been able to read situations a whole lot differently. And my first first time, I guess, really being able to notice that the gift I've been praying for I actually have now is because I've been at different events over the last few weeks. So normally my day to day is I basically work a nine to five, but my nine to five is my business. So I get up, I get dressed. I mean, we, we pray, me and Kristen pray after we pray. I usually read my Bible. Then um, I get dressed. I would like get my husband stuff together that, that he may need like breakfast or lunch or whatever. Um, and then he leaves for work. Then I get dressed and then I go into my office and I'm in my office until the evening and then I try to be home by like 7.30. So I literally work a nine to five. And so I spend, I'm at work and I'm at home. I'm at work and I'm at home. Or I'm at family events or I'm in different places. So it's, and, and then now because we're in between churches, um, I'm not really in, I guess the best way to say is I'm not really often in foreign environments like that. Um, so I, it wasn't until, um, these events where I've been really able to kind of notice that I'm noticing the spirits that are at play. And, um, the reason why I wanted to do this episode, just because I had like four thoughts just over the last couple of weeks going to these different events, I told y'all I'm a laid back person. I ain't the loudest person in the room, but I'm always paying attention pretty, I'm a pretty chill person in real life. Um, you won't really ever catch me doing too much. I did lose my cool though at this conference because the Holy Spirit was just so thick. I'm like running in the aisles on my face. Like it was that serious, (laughs) but usually I'm pretty like, you know, mellow laid back, not shy by any means, but, um, just, just a chill person. Right. But um, because I'm so observant, I had about four thoughts that I think would be valuable to you guys listening that I noticed over the last couple of weeks. Um, And so point number one, I noticed just these these environments that I've been in have been very Holy Spirit present environments between I've been to what three events in the last two weeks. One of them was mine. And, um, in these spaces, God's presence was just so thick. And for me, one of the most amazing places to be in the place you will have so much peace and just be so happy and just, ugh, it's just the best feeling ever is when you are in God's presence. And what I noticed and what I kind of discerned from different people as I was talking to them and, and just seeing how they were in these environments is I feel like a lot of people think that creating that type of atmosphere is unique to these type of spaces. And one of the things that I really want people to understand through what I do through this podcast or anything blessed and bossed up related is I want you to understand that you can create those atmospheres at home. You because it don't think that you can only be in God's presence on Sundays or you can only be in God's presence when you're at these events. You can literally create this environment in your car. You can literally create it in your closet, in your house, in your bathroom, whatever it is. But I just really wanted to point this out for for you guys to understand that God is omnipresent, meaning that He is everywhere at all times. And so because He is everywhere at all times, that means we can create that same atmosphere 
that we love so much at these different environments in our house. And one thing I noticed about being in that atmosphere where God's presence is so thick is there are so many fresh ideas and revelations and strategies and so many things that he begins to show you when you just let all your guards down and truly put yourself in a place of worship. Like I said something to somebody um, at one of the events where I was like, what's your worship time like? And they were like, well, I play gospel music while I'm doing XYZ. I'm like, well, that's not worship. Playing gospel music is not worship. That's just playing gospel music. Worship is really setting your heart in a place of reverence for God, setting your heart in a place where you're just so in love with him and you're just pouring out how you, how much you appreciate him. And you're putting yourself in remembrance of all that he's done for you, all the things that he has brought you from reminding yourself how much he loves you, how much, how he will deliver you from all of the things that, that are bothering you, how, when you became in Christ, you became a new thing, just all of these different things. When you really put yourself in that place, man, I'm trying to tell you guys. And that's why I wanted to to say this on this show is because I wanted to give you a homework assignment. Yes, early in the show for homework, but I really want you to write this down and I want you to do it is I want you to practice this sometime this week, pick a day, practice ushering in God's presence. And then I want you after you do that to just sit in it, just sit in it. Don't do anything. Don't say nothing. Don't try to think when you do this, take your notebook with you, have it blank and just sit in it and watch what God begins to tell you. Watch what he begins to show you. Watch the the ideas and things that begin to come in your mind when you put yourself in a place of worship. Now, practically what this looks like, because I know y'all are like, okay, Tatum, how do I do that? So worship music is uh, okay. Like, you know, gospel music is amazing. It's, it's just, it's amazing. Go, you can download the Blessed and Bossed Up playlist if you don't know where to look for music. We have a whole playlist, but play some music and really just put yourself in remembrance of everything God did. So literally allow your mind to go back to a place where you were so low and God brought you out of it. Put yourself back in that place where you first fell in love with God. Put yourself in that place where the the things that you have now were once these things, these things that you were speaking out of faith. Put yourself mentally in that space. Allow the gospel music to play and just minister to your heart. I mean, there are some 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 songs that really speak to us, right? Like we all have those songs we know that we could play that will take us there. I know for me, for a long time, Anthony Brown's song "Worth." used to take me there every time because the song talks about you thought I was worth saving. So you came and changed my life. You thought I was worth keeping. So you clean me up inside. You thought I was to die for. And that song just put me in a place where I just be, I was always bawling. I was always crying because it was like, man, God, you love me so much that I was such a mess and you still chose me. You love me so much that I was doing everything I wasn't supposed to do. I was out here in these streets. I was smoking, drinking. I was having sex. I was being disobedient. I was being rebellious to everything. And you still love me. Like, you know, these put yourself in that place. The song that gets me now, well, it's recently changed. The song that's got me up until really recently was, well, before we even get into that, the song that used to get me when I was in my waiting season was Gracefully Broken by Tasha Cobbs. 
that song right there. Here I am, God, arms wide open. Here I am, God, gracefully broken. Like that song up until maybe last week was like my go-to song because I just felt so broken down by the things that I was going through. But I knew that by surrendering to God that I would be okay. And that because I was going, I was doing everything that I was doing or the crushing that I was going through was God imposed. And it wasn't something that I did. Uh, cue the the message that we got for Atlanta because I knew it was something that was for God and not something that I did in that particular season because it's some seasons that Tatum got herself in some mess but for this particular season it was uh the season where the pruning season that God had me in I knew that this love this brokenness was different my brokenness when I was out in the world out here in these streets was a little was real brokenness, but God still restored that. But this brokenness doing, going through the crushing for the glory of God, this was like a graceful brokenness as the song says. So that was my song. And then as of recently, my song is for your glory by Tasha Cobbs as well. And every time it come on, it's like for your glory, I would do anything just to see you, to behold you as my King. I want to be where you are. Peace is where you are. And I think now because I've gone through a certain season and I'm, and I'm getting a little bit more, well, I'm not a little bit, but I'm getting more and more mature spiritually and I'm learning more about God and I'm just seeing the way he's moving in my life. I just have a new level of reverence for him. Like God, for your glory, I will do anything. I will do absolutely anything. I want to be where you are. Cause like I said, once you experience, once you have an encounter with God, like I talked about with Dallas, once you have an encounter, you want to always want to be in that place. That's why it's so important that, that you create this atmosphere at home so that you can consistently put yourself in his presence. And so for me, that's my song. Like it's just, God, I want to be where you are. Whenever I feel overwhelmed, whenever I feel like it's a lot going on, I'm just like, God, I want to be where you are. Peace is where you are. Joy is where you are. Love is who you are. Like, that's my song, y'all. But you got to f- figure out what is your song in this season. I sent Kavaya a song recently because she's in her waiting season. Um, A good song for you guys that are going through a lot just in that space between where you are and where you want to be it's a a song by Marvin Sapp called Close and it's on the Blessed and Bossed Up playlist as well you can just search it and find it in the the iTunes store but um that song is really really good It, it talks about I must be close to my to my destiny extremely close because here comes uh, confusion, triumph. I can't remember the words, but that's a song that you can listen to as well. So point number one in your homework assignment this week is to set aside some time and create the atmosphere for God. Find that song, put yourself in remembrance of who he is and what he's done. Um, get you a notebook and pad because after you finish, after you get off your face, because if you do this right, you're going to probably be crying a whole mess on your face. <laughs> after you get off your face, sit in silence and don't say nothing and just write down everything that comes to mind. I, I guarantee you do that this week and then send me an email as to what happened. I don't need to know the, sp- the particulars about the ideas or anything, but just tell me how you feel about that experience. All right, let's pay another bill and then we'll be back with the other points. This episode of the Blessed and Bossed Up podcast is brought to you by the Never Thought I'd Say This podcast. 
I'm personally not a parent yet, but I definitely know that that journey will be super interesting when I end up raising a miniature version of myself. Like I'm looking forward to it, but I just know that it's about to be a journey, especially with all of the things that I personally put my parents through. As I've heard, parenting is no joke. Sometimes you find yourself saying things you never thought you ever have to say. Our friends at Audio Boom and Main Event Media have a brand new parenting podcast that they wanted us to share with you. On Never Thought I Say This, Fuller House star Jody Sweden and her best friend Celia Behar, a life coach, get together each week to recap the ridiculous in their parenting lives. Jody and Celia hilariously tackle parenting taboos, interview other celebrity parents, and dive into the real issues that all parents face today on this brand new podcast. Fellow famous parents that will be on Never Thought I Say This include Christine Lakin from Step by Step, Melissa Jassani, Maddie and Mackenzie Ziegler's mom, and Andrea Barber, aka Kimmy Gibbler, y'all remember Kimmy, from Full House as well as Netflix's Fuller House. Never Thought I'd Say This is a co-production from Audio Boom and Main Event Media and premieres Wednesday, July 10th with new episodes every week. Be sure to search for and subscribe to Never Thought I Say This on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you get your shows. Let's get back to the show. Okay, so the next point um, that came to mind over the last couple of weeks that I thought would be beneficial to share with you guys is you have to know what season you're in and operate accordingly. One of the best ways I can give an example of this is usually when you get around somebody or you're in an environment where you're learning and people are telling you, say for an example, um, how I made a million dollars on social media or what, what you need to be doing on social media to increase your bottom line. You get sucked into what's going on and you get sucked into their success and the things, the strategies and things that they're telling you. You then just want to go and do everything that they said. And I think it's so important just is to make sure for us as people who want to move on one accord with God in our businesses that we're able to really make sure that or really check what season we're in. I was even realizing the difference between me going to events now and before I was one of those people where I would get in there and they're talking about like what you need to be doing on your email list and how your, your model should be. I talked about this a couple of weeks ago about how the business model that I have for my media company is something that I haven't learned or haven't seen done before. And I believe that we, we easily get ourselves sucked into what the influencers or what the experts say. And we don't take enough time to stop and discern what season we're currently in. And for me, one thing that God has just been showing me over the last few weeks is that I'm in a season where I have to be protected, where he is taking me into new territories. He's taking me into new levels, to new places that I I don't know. I haven't been before. He's doing a new thing in my life. And that sounds good. Like we all get so excited when we get the prophetic word. God is going to do this, that, and the other in your life, yada, yada, yada. Like we feel so good, but we also have to be strategic and operate in wisdom as we're navigating these new levels that he has for us. And so for me, one thing that I've come to realize that God has began to share with me is the importance of in this season for me to be covered. 
And what that means is because of, I told you guys, it's this tunnel vision thing I have to be on right now, where it's just me and God, me and God, I'm tuned into him. And as I'm doing that, I have to make sure that I'm covered and protected. So my 5 a.m. prayer time is even more important now because I'm waking up and I'm putting on the full armor of God because me and Kristen are, um, coming together and praying together. Now we're touching and agreeing in the spirit. So that increases what we're doing. And so, so in this season, I can't operate the way that I would before. Right. So even when it comes to, let's say promoting this tour, I can't be on social media as much because I have to be protected. The eyes and the ears are the gateway to the heart. And I know that because of the season that I'm in, I have to find more creative ways to market it. You know, I have to find more creative ways to make sure that there are seats there and that you guys are there. And that's one of the things that I do in prayer. That's a a marketing strategy for me. Like, God, can you bring the people there that need to be in the room? Keep the people away that don't need to be there. Operate in the finances of your people. Send them surprise cash apps. Send them surprise PayPal's. Work on their finances Uh, eliminate some debt so they can be able to make it there. That's a marketing strategy for me. So where I'm now praying for the people that's going to be there, as opposed to me worry about, oh my God, I got to post, I got to post, I got to post, I got to do this, I got to do that. No, because that's not going to work. And even though if, let's say if I go to somebody and I'm like, hey, how do you market an event? This is my first time doing a tour. I want it to be sold out. I want to do these things. And then they'll start to give me advice and strategies on what to do. And that's not to say that their advice isn't bad, but I have to then put it in the filter of what season am I in? So am I willing? So am I going to compromise what God needs for me in this season in order to reach this goal? No, I'm not going to do it. And so that's something that you guys have to think about. And I thought it was important to break down a little bit and share with you that as you are maneuvering different seasons, you have to make sure that you are discerning where, what season that you're in currently and operate in that way. So like I said, because I know that I need to be protected, I kind of got to shut down social media for a little bit. I got to turn my ears off to certain things. I got to mute certain people. I can't talk to certain people right now because what I see and hear is extremely important. I need to be tuned in from God. I got to tune out any noise that may be louder than his voice. You know, God speaks in a soft, still voice. He ain't going to be screaming at me. But if I'm blasting city girls all day or whatever, or if I'm on social media and shade room comments, then, then my life or wor- the world becomes louder than God. And that's not going to work now. There may be certain seasons where things are different and I can have a little bit more fun on certain things. I can listen to different things. I can be on Instagram and, and play around and do all the little uh, corny Insta stories I like to do. There may be a season for me to do that. But right now, there are things that Tatum has to do to make sure that she stays on one accord with God it is a very critical season for me. I'm entering into, like I said, new territories and new levels. And I have just this sense of accountability within me where it's like, I'm not going to mess this up. We talked about this in Dallas. Don't blow it. And me personally, that's what I tell myself all the time. Tatum, don't blow it. And a part of, of me not blowing it is doing what I got to do to excel with the season um, that I that I'm in. 
And a lot of you guys are in the waiting season. I keep bringing it up because I know you're there. A lot of you guys are in the waiting season and it's in that season where you have to prepare. I know I wouldn't trust God as much as I do now. There are things that I have to basically surrender to God and not do nothing about that would have driven me crazy in my waiting season that would have, I would have tried, I would have really tried to do it in my own strength in my waiting season. But it was in that season where I learned preparation. It was in that season where I learned how to trust God. And so, because I was making it and I had no idea how it was all God. So now when he wants me to rest or be still and know that he's God, as opposed to trying to move and, and do things in my own strength or just accomplish things and try to say, try to use the excuse. Cause some of y'all do this, use the excuse faith without works is dead. So I need to be out here on my ground. No, the, your works that you're doing needs to be works of wisdom. It needs to be strategic. And the only way that you are able to do that is if you're moving on one accord with God. So don't let your busyness think that you're being productive or think that you're operating on one accord with God, because that's not true. So we have to make sure by slowing down, by paying attention to where we are in this season and, and navigating it accordingly, making sure that as we move forward, um, that we're one on one accord with him. But anyway, in that waiting season, I really learned trust and I appreciate it because like I said, now that I'm doing new things and pretty much God is blowing my mind. Now that all of this is going on, I trust him even more because of the way he provided for me then. I cannot believe it's 37 minutes already. Where did this time be going? And this is 37 minutes before I put the ads in. Because <laughs> when I record the show, I basically pause and leave room for the ads. And I record them back to back at the end. But this is 30 something minutes, 38 minutes without the ads. That's crazy. I'm going to get through my points, but I'm just not going to ask questions. Um, answer questions I mean and speaking of questions I just told you guys how I'm in this protective season so if you want to submit a question send me an email instead of a dm Uh, and I get a lot of dms these days so if y'all really want a response from me just send me an email that's always best tatum at tatum tamia.com don't send me a dm please I'm tired of looking through them it's a lot just send me an email um and then I'm still going to do the giveaway at 10K since I'm not really on Instagram. I'm I'm sure somebody will let me know when I reach the 10K and then I'll still do the giveaway. So still follow your girl. I might be back. Not sure when I'll be back, but I'm taking a hiatus for the moment because of the season that I'm in. And like I said, I'm not finna blow it. And I know I say four points, but I'm actually going to end with point number three because this is honestly the most important. God's people are bleeding and it's time for us to get the work, get to work. A lot of, a couple of the events that I've been in recently, I've sat there and been like, man, this is great. Like God's presence is so heavy, but a lot of people are going to leave here and not do nothing. Like this high is going to wear off and they're not going to do anything. And then be back in here hooping and hollering next year and, and, and being, have the nerve to be in the same place and not do anything with, with the information that they're given. And it's a sad thing. It makes me sad when I read that or when I think about that because God's people are bleeding and we have to get to work. My message in Dallas is about supernatural delivery. We have to, to deliver. We have to push. We have to do the things that God called us to do because it's souls that need to be saved. There are, are hearts that need to be repaired. There are people that need to experience God's love. And we are here playing. We out here chasing a high and and not trying to walk in the glory of the Holy Spirit every day. 
we out here chasing these theatrics where we could fall out and be screaming in the front of the room or whatever, but not putting no real strategies in place to make us successful. We out here begging, saying, I'm believing in God for yada, yada, yada. But we're not taking the things that we're learning to actually build businesses that we don't have to beg our family, friends and family to buy from. The more successful your business is, the more people you're able to reach, the more money you make, the more you're able to give. Like we have to get the work. God's people are bleeding. We have to push. We have to implement. We have to seek God for strategies and more important, execute them so that we can be able to impact a generation like we're supposed to so that we can be able to heal God's people and do some serious work in the kingdom. We got to stop chasing influencers and, and running to whatever somebody else is doing that we admire and really put our heads down and build the vision that God has given us. We have work to do in the kingdom, y'all. If I've learned anything from just being at these different events and just seeing people and, and being around people and loving on people and stuff, it's God's people are bleeding. And y'all always uh, shout out to everybody that I've met over the last couple of weeks who listened to the show. And you guys always send me DMs and messages and things and just thanking me for what I'm doing for the kingdom and how I'm following God. And I always think like I'm not and I always say if I if I can, I'm not special I'm not special. I just say yes to God. And I just made a decision that that's what my life was going to be a, a, a cumul an accumulation of yeses to God. I'm not special. And I, I want to remind you guys of that because I want you to understand that if you continue to say yes to God, you're going to see some amazing things happen in your life as well. You're going to start seeing people's lives being changed as a result of what you're doing as well. But you got to get out of, uh, stop looking at other people's lanes or stop trying to run into the, to different environments and create it in your space. Usher the Holy Spirit in your in your space, sit down in his presence and listen to what he needs you to do and then go and execute it. Period. If y'all didn't learn anything from this show, I know I just gave just some random kind of random tidbits or whatever that I that have come to me over the last couple of weeks. But if you haven't learned anything, the one thing I want you to take away from so your homework assignment, if you want to call it is getting God's presence. I told you earlier in the episode how to to bring it about, but get in God's presence. And after you do that, take that, that, that blank piece of paper and write down the things that he gives you. And then after you get out of there, execute it, execute it because God's people are bleeding and they need us. We got to get to work. Y'all we got to get to work. So that wraps up another episode of this week's podcast. Um, go and get your tickets for the tour. God is my CEO tour.com. And meet me in Atlanta. I'm hype. We got an amazing message and I can't wait to meet you guys. Talk to you soon.